This is ROH wrestler Adam Cole, and you are listening to the podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. You are listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dino Heron. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 322 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, Dominus Podcast, on YouTube, Dominus Video, and on iTunes, Stitcher, BeyondPod, Player.fm, and Satchel by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yes, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel, and Tyler is at Tyler underscore Amer. But he is also at Disney World this week, so uh, he's out having fun while we're here uh, doing the good stuff. Reviewing Payback, uh, Raw, SmackDown, Hot Topics, all that good stuff. So, Doug, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm okay. Making it? Making it. All right. How about you? Oh, hanging in there. Not too, not too bad. Uh, yeah, like I said, we have lots to cover this week, so we'll jump right into it. Feedback and uh, Q&A. First thing we have is coming to us from Victor. Victor. Do that for Tyler. I'm not Tyler. I can't do it. Ah, that's all right. Uh, Victor says, thanks for the great show, guys. Day one-ish sounds like some uh, some dumb kind of fashion term. I guess if they see someone's out- outfit they disapprove of, they say stuff like, oh, that's so day one-ish. As if to say you wear that on the first day of school or work or something. That's really all I got. But I do want to ask you something. With VR being part of the gaming industry now, do you think any pro wrestling games will utilize it? And do you think it can be done effectively? Thanks again, as always, and keep up the great work. Do you remember, like, what it was like to... Do you remember when it was, like, a big deal to have something cool to wear, like, on the first day? Or, like, you wear your flash shit on the first day of school? And you brought, you had your lunchbox ready, you had your backpack ready, you got your cool new shoes, that cool shirt. Yeah. The best shirt. You always get to wear the best shirt the first day, right? You try to, but your parents are always like, no, put on that nice shirt that I bought you. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not day one-ish. Do you remember, I, I don't, I'm just, I'm asking this because Victor brought up, do you remember like a particular year where you're where you you felt like exceptionally fly like you're like this is my fucking like my the first day that you were like man i really fucking nailed it that year Mm, as far as wardrobe no uh just because i never had like the cool sense of fashion style so i was always like a jeans and a and a t-shirt yeah but yeah but you you, I mean, nail it to you, not to like, you know, it's, it's not that you like have to, you know, whatever you're, whatever you think is fly, like, like if you nail it to you, then you nailed it. Mm. You know I mean? Not that I can remember. I don't believe so. Maybe that's why I wasn't one of the cool kids, hmm. but that's okay. I remember like I would pick out my outfits like right. the night before in that anticipation. Right. So you'd be like, yeah, I'll be ready to go. And then. The day occurs and just go, all right, I'm in school now. That was about it. How about you? I can't really. Because it's been so long and yeah. my memory sucks as it is. Yeah, I'm so old. Uh, 
yeah, starting I, to get that sometimers. Yeah, I couldn't remember a uh, an, a specific outfit if I. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. I want to say I had like a striped shirt or something that I looked pretty decent in. Uh, what was really funny is that whenever I went to Dallas over the weekend, my dad brought a bunch of old photos, and one of them was like a school photo. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking when I was that, whenever I was the age that I was in the shirt, I was like, man. I could work for Casa Olay in this shirt because it was like, it was the old Casa Olay colors. It was like the purple, the blue and all that. And so, uh, that's what I wore for one of my school photos one year. And I'm like, that's my Casa Olay shirt. Nice. It's like, a, I love some, love me some queso. I do love Casa Olay. Yeah. They got some good food <clears throat> over there. Um, but yeah, as far as VR and the gaming industry. Uh, okay. I have PlayStation VR and, when I first got it, I like, I was all about it. I was mm-hmm. like, "This is the future!" Like, I thought this shit is way cool. Like, I'm way into this. But this slow trickle of like games that came out for it was so. It's just like there wasn't enough games there, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I haven't even, to be honest with you, I haven't really even checked back in on it in a while. And I know that. Um. Not only was there not like enough like first of all, most of the games were like experiences instead of games. Right. And photos from around the world. I mean not even that. I played like um the first game that I like really played was um what is it? I, I forget what it's called now. Maybe it's office office simulator. Hmm. And it's just it's it's this really cute little thing where you're like Oh yeah. Where they like all these robots like, you know, you're like telling you about the quote-unquote past and they're like you do like an office job and you do like hmm. a like a mechanic job and you do like a restaurant thing and it's and it's a really cool the first time you do it you're like whoa this shit is yeah really cool and i played like um i had like the 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 arkham like uh, batman yeah see the problem with all that is it's the problem that they didn't solve was everything's cool when you're stationary but there is no You can't like progress forward, like say walk forward without like like no game that I play. Well, I played like a tank game and like plane games and stuff like that. And that's different because you're like stationary in a cock like a cockpit mm-hmm. and it's like shit's moving around you. But there is they didn't to me they never solved the problem of walking like from like point A to point B. Like being able to move your character without actually walking. Well, yeah. Well, you could. They couldn't. Like how the games attempted to get around that is just sort of like teleporting you forward to a new point. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like, there's no like I. And this is PlayStation VR. I understand that like Vive and shit is different. I know Vive has like three trackers and like there is a lot more sophisticated VR technology than I have. I, I mean, PlayStation VR isn't the lowest wrong. It's not like the that Samsung Gear stuff, but it's also not like the that's Vi- what Tyler had. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that's made to be compatible with a phone, so right. like you know, whatever. And it overheats your phone. I never messed with it, but I understand there's like Vive, and I know Vive has like extra trackers in PlayStation VR has and all that shit. But the games that I played in VR, there was no solution for how do I move like straightforward, like without teleporting, or you know, like they, they didn't solve the movement problem. Mm-hmm. And um, I understand that Resident Evil, 
I hear some people say that, first of all, I played Resident Evil like without the VR because, well, I'm a little bit, I'm chicken shit. I'm a little scared because, <laughs> uh, you know, Resident Evil is scary enough like as a, just a game not in VR. Mm-hmm. No way I could do it in VR. But uh, I understand like the, they they offered some sort of setting where, because it's making people nauseous, like the um, like the movement in that game, mm-hmm. that there is, they, they offer you to where you can sort of like tank controls your body where it sort of like shifts you in like angle increments. Hmm. So it's not like it, this, like if you were, and I know this is, this is dog shit for like an audio podcast. People can't see what I'm fucking doing in my body, but I don't know how to explain <laughs> y'all, y'all been listening to this show. Y'all know I don't know how to explain shit. So like, say if you're like, you're standing there and you're just like fluid moving, turning your body to the side or whatever right. that was making people sick. So they offered like, and the controls a way for you to sort of like incrementally like have ang- it move. Yeah, have like angle wise. So to me to have a wrestling game in VR, it's gonna be first person, uh, is yeah. probably where you wanna be. And so without the be able to fluid movement around, like that doesn't work. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's it gonna would be incredibly difficult because <clears throat> there's a lot of ups and downs in wrestling. Right. A lot of time was spent on the mat. A lot of time flying through the air, and that would be that would be incredibly tricky to do. I mean, just I don't I don't have very much experience with the VR. Uh, like I said, Tyler had it, and I played Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the closest interaction I would say that I have is from the Wii, the Nintendo Wii. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at how they did the boxing, if you want your character to move. It's it's very tricky to move them around. So for you to have to have a headset while doing all that, you're going to be bouncing all over your room. And you're going to need a lot of open space in order to pull something like that off. Well, I don't know that it all has to be... I mean, I've played VR games with an like a regular controller, so mm-hmm. I don't know that you need that sort of controller movement. Although, if for the sake of like immersion in the game, you probably would want something like right. that. Right. Because, I mean, obviously in a wrestling game, you use your fists... So your right. character is going to have to stand there, and would you need something for your feet in case you decide to throw a kick? You know, there's there's a lot of elements that could go into it. Yeah, see, I have a, see, I have a little bit of experience with VR just from like when PSVR launched. I played the shit out of that, and um, but I don't know. I haven't really checked back in on it to know what sort of like advancements they've made. Mm-hmm. And I've never touched a Vive. Like I don't. I don't think I don't think my computer could run a fucking Vive. <laughs> my understanding, you have to have like a top of the line computer on top of however much you have to pay for the Vive shit. So. I just don't have that kind of cash. Yeah, those are those are really fucking expensive. But, I have uh, seen gameplay of the Rick and Morty game, mm-hmm. and that seems pretty cool. Uh, but again, it's one of those where you're kind of limited to where you can move. Because it teleports you, yes, but your walking space is only like a six foot by six foot square. Right. Like that's supposed to be your playing area. And uh, my understanding that Vive can scale to like a room mm-hmm. because they have, I think, three sensors as to where uh, the PlayStation VR just works on the camera or whatever. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. I, I To me, from my experience with VR, the technology is not there for a wrestling game. No. At least let me let me amend that to say not a wrestling game in VR how we're thinking it is. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe you could just watch a like wrestling game like 
just be in the environment and watch it, but like my assumption of what he's saying when he says wrestling VR games, like first person view, where yeah. you're like, you know, to me, that's the, what I'm imagining yeah, as well. That's, like you're standing in the ring, right, facing an opponent. Yeah, it's, I don't think the technology is, is advanced to the part where they could pull that off, right. Do I think they will get there? Yeah, I think they're going to do a bunch of cool shit eventually. Mm-hmm. Do I? Would I be interested? Yeah, of course. And that's the thing. VR has been around for so long. It hasn't really. I would disagree because I remember being very young and going to an arcade and they had the huge uh, headsets that they would put on and, and you could interact with it that way. Like your character would walk around. And now as far as like, at home, yeah, it's it's relatively new. Yeah, but that's like, I mean, maybe like very rudimentary versions of VR, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe in time, they'll be able to figure something out. But at the moment, I, I can't see it working. I, I don't. I think they will figure it out. I think they will do it. My question is like, are people going to still be interested by the time they figure it out? You know what right. I mean? Like, I, I don't hear people talking about VR. When I, I was sort of like a evangelist for VR whenever I first got it. I was sort of like, people should fucking play VR. That's cool. But, like... I was for it at first, and then I saw the uh, the price tags, and I'm like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> I'll wait. I don't think PSVR is too bad. I think that PSVR is that nice, like, middle solution. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not... It's it's more advanced than like the Samsung VR like gear stuff or whatever, but it's not like Vive, Oculus levels of you need a really badass computer and then you need to spend like a thousand dollars on top of that to get this other shit. Yeah, I just don't have that kind of cash. Yeah, I mean, I don't have like I don't have Vive money. I don't have Oculus money. I've got <laughs> PSVR money, and and it was cool for what it was, but the games just weren't there. You know? I don't even have Nintendo Switch money anymore. Like, damn, I'm gonna have to wait for my birthday before I can buy anything. Yeah. I'll just give everyone a, a list of what I need. Here's my grocery list. Here are my bills. That's my birthday present. There we go. Uh, but thank you, Victor, for the uh, for the question. We certainly appreciate it, as well as the feedback on the day one-ish. Uh, final bit of feedback we have is from, I hope I'm saying this right, Pratesh or Pratish Patel uh, from YouTube. Thank you for the comments. Saying, funny you guys mentioned day one-ish things. I literally had to Google that myself last week, and according to some Reddit forums, it means day one shit, whatever the hell that means. Also, I would like SmackDown to be three hours, uh, but I could see everyone claiming after a while that it's too long. Two hours is a good length of time. It also keeps some of the superstars off TV for a week, so it builds more anticipation to see them again, rather than seeing them week in and week out like Raw. Thanks for the work, guys. Yeah, that's a good point, Pratesh, as far as the keeping people feeling fresh by not, you know, overexposing them every week. So. Yeah, better to have them wanting more than having too much, too much sure. of a good thing. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, so thanks for the feedback. And that is what we sort of, like, collectively settled on last week with mm-hmm. the day one shit, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, yeah, so thanks again for the feedback. Thanks to everyone who's listening to us. Um, we, uh, we ended up resetting the numbers for our podcast, like I get a, uh, I have a little way of seeing how many downloads we have, and uh, there was some adjustment adjustments made uh, to the Wrestling News Source website, and so it reset, and so uh, all the numbers are fresh again, and it's good to see we're we're getting uh, some some numbers. It's nice to hear, or nice to see that we're reaching wider audiences. 
it's cool to see, but I but I got to be honest that it feels like, and this is not like a oh I need people to do more. Like I, this isn't <laughs> me like whining, telling people to do stuff. It's just like those those numbers feel empty whenever yeah. like the engagement is so low. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I mean it's it feels like a disconnect. You mm-hmm. know, it's like oh those numbers look like significant, and then. But then, like Victor and Pratesh, they holler at us. And we're like, okay, <laughs> that's our uh, that's our comments for the week. <laughs> right. And, and look, I don't need. We also don't need twenty. We don't have time to do like twenty comments. If, sure. if we got that level of engagement, we'd have to cut stuff anyway. Yeah. But it's just like, and we've done that before. Sure. Uh, certain things I'll address on uh, directly on the YouTube comments or the Facebook comments somewhere along those lines, and then we'll answer some on 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 the show. Yeah, and this is not me like whining or like begging people for like you know more interaction. It's just like there is such a contrast between like the numbers and the engagement. From the yeah, users. I don't know. It's maybe that, maybe that's on us though. I don't know. Maybe it is on us. It probably is. Who else? Is, who else can we blame? <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Tyler. Damn it, Tyler. It's all your fault. Uh. So yeah. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening. If this is your first time listening, feel free to subscribe to our show either on YouTube or iTunes or whatever listening device you might be using. Um, interesting thing, our uh, our interview with Simon Gotch from a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to upload the interview in smaller segments, you know, where it focuses more on certain things. And a couple of them got, I guess, picked up by somewhere because they're in the couple thousand views on on youtube which is really cool um so for everyone who might be listening to us for the first time through that hey welcome to the show and, and we appreciate it so uh let's talk payback i didn't get to watch it initially because i was on my way back from uh from dallas during uh during the pay-per-view so i watched it today and uh i thought it was all right i thought it was pretty good hey wait hey. before we get into before we get into payback did we I don't know if this was out there in the ether last week when we did the show or if this has happened since then, but did you hear about this Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view? Oh, my God, yes. Well, what, did that happen before no, last show? No, it happened after. Okay. Yeah, it's happened since. Okay. Since last week. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. That's weird, right? And you know I very rarely cuss on this show, but what is up with that name? I mean, it's just it's Great just balls of fire. It's just a weird name, right? Yeah. I just I don't know what to make of it. I mean, there's nothing to to go on. Yeah, I know. It's just weird. It's just hey, we have a new pay per view. Oh, cool. What's it called? Great balls of fire. Like, who was the decision maker in this? I mean, ultimately, it has to go through Vince, right? So I who guess. got in his ear and said, this is a great name for a pay-per-view? Maybe he's really into... Um, Testicles? No. Basketball? No. Football? Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis, that could be one. I mean, that's the that's the song, right? It's yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis Goodness who does... Goodness gracious, great balls But that's fire. Jerry Lee Lewis, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's into Jerry Lee Lewis. I don't know. Wait, didn't Jerry Lee Lewis have a thing with his, his cousin? I don't, no, I he don't married know. his cousin, right? Oh, I, I don't know. I think, okay, look, I might be, this. I could be pulling this out of my ass, but I think Jerry Lee Lewis married his first cousin. And she's like young. She's like a young first cousin. Let's and see. then there was that Vince shit. Do you remember the Playboy interview with Vince talking about putting crushed leaves in his like cousin's vagina? Maybe that's the connection. <laughs> I, just, I just solved it. <laughs> I just solved it. Let's see. 
It says Jerry Lee Lewis, according to his IMDb biography, in 1957, excuse me, he married for a third time secretly to the 13-year-old daughter of his cousin and partner J.W. Brown. His parents were deeply hurt when they found out, but after a discussion with Sam Phillips, they forgave Jerry. So, a cousin, the child of your cousin is your cousin, right? It's like your second cousin removed. That's know. weird still, though, It's right? very strange. Okay, that's still weird, though. 13-year-old. Yeah. That's she was 13. Yeah, man, that's not cool. No. That's not cool at all. Also, there was the thing about Vince putting, wanting to, to put, like, crushed leaves in his... Is it his cousin's vagina? On their marriage license, sorry, uh, Brown, I guess it was, yeah, it was the girl, Myra Brown, she stated she was 20 on her marriage certificate. That's a beast, man. That's a beast. The, the yeah. 13 is not cognizant enough of, like, anything to make that sort of de- decision for themselves. Okay, so what is this thing about Vince McMahon? There was a Playboy interview with Vince McMahon back in the day, and they, he somehow or another he gets around to talking about wanting, like, this... When he was, like, younger, like, wanting to put, like, crushed leaves in his... Co- is it his cousin's vagina? I don't... I can't remember who the who the, the girl is. Just Google Vince Playboy interview. I'm sure you're going to get the... Just <laughs> Google Vince crushed leaves. It's going to come up. It's a thing. It's a thing. People... Like, you know how I used to say, like, the Vince... The the uh, suspension... The suspicious that... Um, Snooko was guilty of murder all the time was a According thing. According to CageSide, this is also a thing. August 20th, 2009, Vince McMoments, and for some reason, I wanted to put crushed leaves into her. Don't know why, but I remember it. It's if, his cousin, right? Uh, let's see. In February 2001, Playboy conducted an interview, perhaps the most notably included the above quote. This interview gave us insight as to why Vince McMahon became who he is. Uh, Playboy was the physical was the abuse all physical was there sexual abuse too McMahon that's not anything I would like to embellish just because it was weird Playboy did it come from the same man McMahon no it wasn't it wasn't from a male Playboy that's so mysterious it sounds like a difficult thing for a kid to deal with McMahon you know I'm not big on excuses when I hear people from the projects or anywhere else blame their actions on the way they grew up I think it's a crock of shit you can rise above it. This country gives you an opportunity if you want to take it, so don't blame your environment. I look down on people who use their environment as a crutch. Playboy. Surely it must shape a person. McMahon. No doubt. I don't think we can es- escape our experiences. Things you may think you've pushed to the recesses of your mind, they'll surface at the most inopportune time when you least expect it. We can use those things, turn them into positives, change for the better, uh, but they do tend to sur- resurface. Let's see, am I even getting close to this thing? Uh, Playboy, we can leave that topic, but one last thing first. You said the sexual abuse in your childhood wasn't from a male. It's well known you were estranged from your mother. Have we found the reason? McMahon pauses and nods. Without saying that, I'd say it's pretty close. Playboy, still, you you beat the court-martial and even graduated, but then you had stolen cars and run moonshine. You had a drink. You had your first joint. You lost your virginity. McMahon pauses that was at a very young age. I remember probably in the first grade being invited to a matinee film with my stepbrother and his girlfriends, and I remember them playing with me, playing uh, playing my penis and giggling. I thought it was pretty cool. That was my initiation into sex. At that age, you don't necessarily achieve an erection, but it was cool. At around the same time, there was a girl my age who was, in essence, my cousin. Okay. There you go. That's Later in life, she wound up 
wound up marrying that asshole Leo Lupton, my stepfather. Boy, this sounds like Tobacco Road. Anyway, I remember the two of us being so curious about each other's bodies, but not knowing what the hell to do. We would go into the woods and get naked together. It felt good, and for some reason, I wanted to put crushed leaves into her. Don't know why, but I remember that. I don't remember the first time I had intercourse, believe it or not. So that's the connection I was trying to make. He said it's a girl who is like his cousin. Maybe it was his cousin. I don't okay. know. And then Jerry Lee Lewis and his cousin. That's how I was trying to put great balls of fire together. <laughs> Okay, so now that, that the was show some fucking six degrees of, of Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon shit. Yeah, that we tried to make this title make some sort of sense. Yeah, I think I think we jumped through some hoops for some people. I think some people can get behind that. Yeah, right. right. I mean, not the the actions, but not, like yeah, the fact that we put the effort and into making. And we tried to make sense of this. Married thirteen year old. Look, I think we made as much sense of it as you could possibly yeah. make. I hope I hope people are still <laughs> following us on this one. So. uh Great Balls of Fire is going to be the next Raw pay-per-view. That's too long didn't read right there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, man. I, stid- I stitched some fucking shit together right you there. You did. Okay. Congratulations on that. Thanks. I'll give you, I'll give you a clap. Thanks. Give myself a clap on that one. There you go. Uh, so let's talk payback, shall we? Um, let's do it. All right. Uh, did you get to catch payback? Yes. What did you think overall? I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I thought there was way more good than there was bad. I thought the crowd was pretty hot for for the general pay per view. It was I'd a say, good crowd. I'd say so. I had one complaint, and that was after the main event, but we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, we'll get there. So I didn't get to catch the the, the pre show. So unless you'd like to talk about it, there wasn't a lot there. The match with um, Enzo and Cass, they basically wrote one with a roll up. Mm. Sort of out of nowhere. It was a short match. There wasn't a lot. I heard there was like a quick little Wait. tussle with Finn Balor and Miz. Yeah, well, he was on the... Um... Wait, was the roll-up with Enzo on Raw? Or did they do that finish both times? No, know- Enzo lost on Raw. Okay, okay. Then they won with a roll-up. You know what? That's what it was because they had Enzo set up for the Magic Killer. Big Cass came in, hit the big boot, and then Enzo rolled uh, one of them up out mm. of it. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was, it was not... There wasn't much. It wasn't very good. It wasn't. There wasn't a lot to it. The okay. the Balor Miz stuff was fine. Cool. Uh, we kick things off. Chris Jericho going up against Kevin Owens for the United States title. Uh, the stipulation was if Chris Jericho wins the title, then he goes over to SmackDown. So naturally, we all thought Kevin Owens was going to win because why would they do that if Chris Jericho is going to Smack uh, going on tour uh, soon? And so. Uh, Turns out we were all completely wrong. Chris Jericho ends up getting the victory and becoming United States champion. Only for him to lose it two days later on SmackDown so that he can go away and tour with Fozzy. Right. Um, yeah, I thought the ma- I thought they worked very hard and the match was, by my account, like a lot better than I had expected from these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they worked very hard. I liked the match. I think the finish is indefensible because to me, there's no reason to beat Owens here, you know? Yeah. Because unless Jer- they just want to move Jericho to SmackDown. So whenever he comes back, well, the thing, the thing about that is after Jericho has gone for however long he's going to be gone months, mm-hmm. you just bring him back on SmackDown and you don't sure. say another word about it. And nobody even thinks twice about it. Yeah. There's no need to be. Well, the I know only- there would still be that crowd. That, oh, he's supposed to be on raw. Yeah. But, if the if if they're gonna start paying to 
that level of attention to to things like that, then there there is a lot of stuff that needs to come before that in the things we're paying like attention to. Right. You know what I mean? So to me, I think that I like the match. Surprisingly, I didn't expect to like the match. I think the finish is indefensible because I don't see a reason like Jericho didn't need to beat him. Jericho is going to keep his heat no matter what. And he's like on his way out. So there, mm-hmm. to me, there's no reason for him to beat it other than that they didn't like the fact that everyone knew that he was he was going to lose, so they changed the finish. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have problems with the match. Yeah. I like the story that they told. I like the spots they did with the fingertip on the on the rope, mm-hmm. uh, you know, similar to how they did at WrestleMania. And even the fact that Jericho came by later on and stomped his hand to prevent him from being able to to reach out again. Right. Uh, it was a nice, easy story to tell for that. And then, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but on SmackDown, uh, Owens had his hand taped. Like where... Yeah, it has like his, his index and his middle finger taped together. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's legit or if that's just we're, we're telling part of the story. Because it looked like it caught him pretty good. Maybe so. Um, so maybe he had a little ligament pain or something. I don't know. Um, not nearly as much pain as... as one of the superstars a little bit later on in the night, but uh, yeah. So Chris Jericho ends up defeating Kevin Owens. He didn't lose anything that we know. Yeah, yeah. That we know. He lost his title, and that that that's hurts. True. That that's hurts true. plenty. Um, but that's okay. He gets it back. Um, next up, Austin Aries going up against Neville. What do you think about this one? I thought it was good. Um, man, they really so, something. I think they need to keep up. So the thing that stood out about the match is with everybody on the roster sort of there's not shit that the little guys do that the, that the other guys don't do anymore. And mm-hmm. it, stylistically, I mean like moves that they do, like flying, whatever, even big guys fly these days, whatever. What I think that they can use to stand out is like the pace of the match they worked and they really worked like a, a fast paced match. I think that helps make them stand out from the rest of the card, and, mm-hmm. I, and I and I liked it. I thought it was a good match. It was exciting. The crowd was into it. Um, I find it interesting as far as the continuity. You know, I like to harp about certain things. Uh, continuity being one of them. You had just last week talking smack. Baron Corbin puts his hands on an official, gets suspended for a week. Here, uh, Neville grabs the official and throws him. Nothing happens. He just gets disqualified. Well, I think that. I think that you could say. I think this. I think it's easily explained away in the in the context of the match that he was in a submission. He was just like he mm-hmm. could have pl- was just reaching out plausible deniability on his own part. He could say like I was just trying to fight out of the submission. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, we all know that it was intentional. We all know that he did it out of fear yeah. of losing his title. He we did all it know- once. The referee was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Right. But I think, like, if we're going to, like, analyze it in terms of kayfabe, I think he has plausible deniability. He could be like, I was just fucking trying to get out of the submission. Yeah. Just reaching for anything that I could. Whereas Corbin... My head was tilted up. I couldn't see. Whereas Corbin couldn't have a plausible deniability. He didn't have excuse. He just put his hands... His was just lashing out. Right. And it was like, oh, crap. That was official. Right. Official. Um, so, but Austin Aries ends up winning via disqualification... Nothing uh, nothing too bad. Uh, next up, Hardy Boys versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Hard-hitting match for sure. This is fun as hell. And yeah. also, the turn was really well done. It was. I mean, they teased it in the weeks leading up to it with, you know, 
first Cesaro's like, oh, this is a fantasy, this is a dream match for me to face you. Oh, I lost and came up short, but you know, I'll shake your hand, good sportsmanship, and then the they next, raise their hand. Yeah, I raise their hand. The next week, Jeff Hardy gets involved. Cesaro's like, dude, what the hell? Like, you cost my boy his match. That's not cool. And Sheamus was the voice of reason. No, it's okay. You know, I lost, and that happens. So, uh, you know, they told a good story in this one. And uh, good lord, Jeff Hardy is a trooper. He got, he literally got a tooth knocked out from a kick, and went yeah. on to finish the match. Do you think it's it's got to be better to have the whole thing knocked out than have it broken down? Yes, it's got to be better. absolutely because they can they can easily either. Jam it back up there, or put an implant, or I don't think that's how. I don't think you can just jam it back. Oh up. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. It's, all right, it's totally. Yeah, my wife. My wife works at a dentist's office. But it, like, you know, that how, happens all the time. You know how? Really, they just jam it back up. There? Oh, I have no idea. You're full <laughs> of shit. I'm bullshitting you. It's gotta. <laughs> I be could like, ask her though yeah, yeah. and see. Hey, you, like, yeah, hey, just ask her. If they just jam it. They just back up They just shove it back in and yeah, twist it. Yeah. But I've seen a couple of times you've seen him like get it like broken in half. That's got to be worse. That's yeah, because that's that's nerve. Yeah, because inside the tooth is a nerve, and yeah. once that's exposed, everything hurts. So it's probably for the best they just got it knocked down. Right? <laughs> yeah, by far. Um, but I mean, you got to give the guy credit because that happened about midway through the match, and he was and Matt was the the hot tag, so they hadn't gotten to that part yet. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so for him to still be doing the flips and the taking the punishment and and all that, you got to give him props. You got to give him, you know, some respect on that. Yeah, Jeff's awesome. He's he always works hard. And uh, I even noticed I noticed that the ref walked over to Matt. Like he, the ref was standing in the corner and he's like leaning over to Matt. And he's like, "Dude, his tooth is out." And Matt's like, "What? <laughs> his tooth got knocked out?" So. um yeah, so credit to him. Uh, Hardy Boys ended up getting the victory. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro did the shaking of the hands, raising of the hands. Here are your winners. Congratulations. I like and that they let it linger because they didn't do raise your hands. All right, now we're going to jump your ass. They yeah. Did the, they did the raise your hands. All right, we give you the ring. We're out of here. And yeah. then they let it linger for a little bit. People thought and it was Cesaro just like, nah, screw business this. as usual. And they're like, nah, fuck this. Mm-hmm. We're, we're over this. Which is, I thought it was good that Cesaro was the one who started it. Uh, he jumps up, pushes Jeff Hardy off off the top turnbuckle while they're while they're posing, and then uh, Sheamus attacks Matt. I thought it was really well done, and uh, even their uh, explanation on Raw I thought was great because it's like, dude, WrestleMania that was supposed to be our time. We were dressed to the nines, we had matching uniforms, we were ready to go, and then all of a sudden here come the Hardys. Everyone starts cheering for this novelty act. It's nostalgia. All over again, you know. You guys, rather than appreciate what you have, you're appreciating what you had. You know, I th- I thought it was well done, and the beatdown came off vicious. A lot of times when you see beatdowns, they sort of feel like business as usual, but the mm-hmm. the beatdown felt like malicious. It felt like they were like assholes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, so, something about. It wasn't bad guys doing cool things to get cheered by the crowd. It was boo. You know? I just thought it. Yeah, I just thought it came across really well. Like from everything from them letting it linger before they did it to like the viciousness of the beatdown. Well, yeah. well done. I, it was a really great turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really well done, and uh, 
the match itself was enjoyable. The promo on Raw was was solid. Um, what do you think about the whole we don't we don't set the bar, we are the bar? I mean, is that the, the name? Are they called the bar? That's what I'm curious. Like, are they going to call themselves the they're, bar? Now, they're very or? clearly like we need because it. that's where they first had their bonding moment was in a bar. Yeah, they also are like we need a hand sign. <laughs> yeah, sideways. Yeah, because Bo Dallas has the up. But to the side, ours is straightforward and to the so, side. There's only so much shit you can do with your arms and your hand. Like, yeah. you know, that's like a different. Tire iron. <laughs> Tyler knows what I'm talking about. I mean, about. I don't know. Like the if it's if their name is the bar, I don't. I don't know that I like that. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. Well, what about welcoming committee? <laughs> I like it better than the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I, I wonder how much longevity that could have. Anywho, uh, Hardy Boys end up getting the victory and retain their uh, their titles. Uh, next up, Bailey going up against Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I thought it was solid. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, Bailey sort of let her through the match, and you know, I mean, Alexa like did her part; she played her role. But it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't even like really good. But it was fine. Mm-hmm. The crowd was definitely hot for Bailey, as it was her hometown. Right. Uh, I did chuckle it at the at the part where Michael Cole was like, twenty five of Bailey's friends and family are are here in attendance," and Corey's like, "Really? That's it? She she could only get she only has twenty five friends to to come and and watch her." That's a lot of friends. I mean, it is. You I don't know. have twenty five friends. Well, you know, it's one of those where it's like, "This is your hometown," and. You only have a, a small portion. Like, there's 13,000 people in the arena, and 25 of them are here for you. Oh, I don't know. I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a good It's a good little crowd. With Well, I mean, you know, if you consider all of your family. It depends on the size of her family, I guess. So, I know I could probably fill 25 seats fairly easily. Just from family alone. I got a big family. Anywho... So Alexa Bliss shockingly becomes the uh, the new Raw Women's Champion. Shockingly, I thought I we sort of figured yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but she does end up making history, being the I mean, first. If there was uh, a shocker. It was Jericho was the shocker. Yeah, um, but she uh, she ends up making history by becoming the first female competitor to win both Raw and Women uh, Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. That's sort of like Owens bragging that he's the longest Universal Champion. <laughs> it's like yeah, because it just happened, buddy. Yeah. I know that's well. Like a, Charlotte almost became, but her match was interfered. I get, the, I get the, the that's like a hill thing for him to play off of because he sort of has it. Because Bell was the one who made the announcement. Yeah, but he he's been saying that for forever. He he started saying it like oh, you're talking about Owens. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. mean the the Owens thing was like he sort of like started saying it like a week after he <laughs> he had it because Finn only had it for like Heck, a day he could have gone on SmackDown and said it. <laughs> Win it on Sunday and make the announcement on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm your longest reigning Universal Champion. Woo! Although he's not allowed on SmackDown at the time because he I was I feel like wrong. he did only wait like a week to start saying it. So. Yeah. That's all he needed. Um, so congratulations to Alexa Bliss. I thought her segment on Raw, the opening segment of Raw, was hilarious. She was really good. Yeah. Bailey was really good too in the way that she like sold her disappointment. Yeah. And and she even sold it on uh, on payback, 
where you could tell that she felt like she let her family and friends down. And Bailey has good pouty face, mm-hmm. like a like bummed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love the spot where uh, Alexa Bliss like bumps into Nia Jack. She turns around. And she's like, "Oh, we're cool. We're, we're, cool. we're, we're cool. Yeah, you and I are good. Uh, can't I'm- wait. To, can't wait to tag with you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that setup for down the line too. Oh sure, absolutely. Alexa Bliss inevitably turns face and goes up against Nia Jax. And should be interesting. I don't even think you have to turn her because the way they sort of used Nia as no one's really like cool with her or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. like Charlotte sort of used her as a pawn before almost, but no one's been, like quote unquote fr- friends with her. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, she's friends with no one. I don't think you have to turn her. I think you can just do heel heel with that. Mm, yeah. Well, I know the crowd favorite would who the crowd favorite would be at least. But uh, after that, we got the House of Horrors. Ooh! Ooh! So scary. There's a room with plastic dolls hanging from the ceiling and a, a dirty refrigerator that says we're here and. I gotta be honest, I thought this was awful. <clears throat> yeah, I was not into this at all. And <laughs> here's what my big you know my biggest problem is not even the hokiness with it. The camera angles, I totally agree. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my biggest problem was like, why would they need to drive to the arena to finish the match? Yes. Yeah. 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 Why is that a part of the match? You're telling me the that House of Horrors? You're telling me that the House of Horrors resides in San Jose, California. Because it's obviously in driving distance because one match occurred between Bray Wyatt getting into the limo, which I thought it should have been Orton to to get in the limo and drive back, and then he appears and Bray Wyatt standing behind him. I love that Orton showed up in a limo and they shirt on. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's how you appear for the House of Horrors? Look, I... And your slacks? They should have did it just like they did Final Deletion where, like, they sent an official to this place yes. where they're having a match, and the official's like, "What in the fuck am I doing here?" <laughs> and then they just have the match, and they count the they sh- pinfall should have happened at the house. Yeah, why did they come? I know that. The more I think about it, the more it frustrates me. I understand the reason they had to come back to the arena is because that's a one of the quote the bigger matches on the show, and that you can't cheat the live audience out of that. Drinking, but that's the problem with booking a match like this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't have it both ways because it makes. No fucking sense why they would have to drive from the house. To the whole the concept of it makes no sense. The whole thing didn't make any sense. I did like him showing up in a limo and no shirt on. Like I thought it was like he had like jeans on. He had no slacks. Was it slacks? Yeah, there were was, black. There were black dark. slacks. It was dark. I couldn't really tell. There were so many. Oh, the house wasn't that scary. It was not. I feel like we've seen the scarier brace. I've walked into a house that's scarier than that. What house? It was owned by a hoarder. <laughs> really? Where they had to move stuff around for you to walk to a different room. It was like, smell bad? Oh, God. Like, they put a towel over the kitchen sink and basically said, we give up. Like, they left the dirty dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. It got so bad that they just put a towel over it as to say, don't look at this. And they just used, like, paper plates and plastic utensils. Why didn't they? They, should just, they should just throw them away. Yes, they should have, but they didn't because they're hoarders. They had to move stuff to open the door, like to get into the house. 
they had a trail. Is this how well do you know these people? You don't have to put anybody on blast. I'm just saying, like, like related friends. Someone I'm no longer friends with. It was it was many years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. It was uh, it was weird. What kind of shit they hoard? Huh? I guess hoarders hoard everything. Yeah. I mean, it was just trash bags of stuff. T-shirts and... Have you ever seen that show, The Hoarder Show? I've seen bits and pieces. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's, that's how some people live their lives. I know. It's kind of sad, though. Yeah. There... Because there's got to be some psychological stuff going on to get that, get that way. Their reasoning behind it was, we went from a fully stocked three-bedroom house to where we are now. And we just needed a place to put it all. We didn't have a place to put it all. So it's in where we are now. There's a difference between like, I'm lazy. My house is messy. And like, there is like some psychological stuff going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's gotta be. Yeah. There's like a different level of shits everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're finding like dead bugs in the house all over the place. I mean, that's pretty gross. And Rather than sleeping on the bed because there's too many clothes, you end up sleeping on the couch. Yeah. I mean, I used to have a habit of, not because my bed was covered with shit, but just because I just used to have a habit of falling asleep on the couch and I would just sleep There's on nothing the wrong with like falling asleep on the couch. Yeah. I've done it many times. Yeah. You know, those Sunday, Sundays where it's rainy and there's nothing going on, I'm taking a nap on the couch, I'm falling asleep on the couch. There's no, nothing wrong with that. But it's when you have no option because of how much stuff you've got you would rather sleep in the room that you're in as opposed to clearing a path to get to the bed yeah i i have like <laughs> complex feelings on that because part of it part of me is just like yeah what the fuck just throw some shit away but also i've realized that there has to be something else going on there you know what i mean yeah. like that's not just like my house is dirty because i'm lazy that's like something's wrong you know, yeah, and something was wrong, yeah. but that was not my place to say. Yeah, I was just there, and then I was like, "Okay, thanks, thanks for having me." It was. Unique. Could you have a house of a horse match in that house? <sighs> no, because there's nowhere to move. No, no shoulders could be firmly planted. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get a pin in that house. There's no way. That's the never-ending. That's the horror. It like, doesn't stop. <laughs> this is a never-ending matchup. It's never going to be a pin. Someone would just have to be like, I give up. I, I'm done. I'm out. Give me some Febreze. I'm out of this bitch. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, this House of Horrors thing was a travesty. Uh, it was poorly edited. It was... I mean, they shot it to make it look like a horror film, which don't even get me started. First, okay, you got to have a scarier house. Yeah. You got to just leave the action at the house. Yes. Because, one, it's a House of Horrors match. Shouldn't be a House of Horrors ends in a ring match. Yeah. Two. That's my biggest problem is that they came back to the arena. Yeah. The, The... if anyone, and I understand why they did it. Don't write it and tell us they couldn't cheat the live crowd. I understand that, but sure. they, sh- they shouldn't have like, yeah, 
done that. Though. That could have been something that they did on SmackDown. Right. And it could have ended in, in the House of Horrors. I'm all fine with some hokey shit. Like, I th- I thought Final Deletion was rad, but Final Deletion was well done. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's just, they did theirs really well, and this one kind of sucked. Yeah. Not that I'm, not this is apples to apples what they were trying to do. It's the same thing as Final Deletion. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's... This the just, wackiness of pro wrestling. I can accept wackiness in my pro wrestling, sure. but like I want it well done. You know? Yeah, like you said, the the final deletion stuff. It was well done, at least. Right. This reminded me of the New Day visits the Wyatt compound. That was like, better done than this. Yeah. I would rather watch that than than this House of Horrors crap because that's what it was. It was crap. It was. All right, I'm gonna walk into this room, and rather than watch my reaction, we're gonna do like jump cuts of what's inside the room to try and scare you. That's that's your thing. Cameron Angle's your thing. You know, yeah. For anyone who's listened to my to, to my rants over the years, you know, Cameron Angles and me don't don't get along. Holy crap! This was so the mm, mm, the more I think about it, the more I get frustrated. There's no reason why they needed to do a separate cam- camera angle when they had the the refrigerator fall. Like, unless they did it, like, okay, make it look like you're tumping it over. Then we'll do one where we have it, like, chained up so that it doesn't actually fall on Randy. And then we'll move him out of the way and we'll let it fall. Like, unless that was three takes, there's no reason for for the hidden camera above the kitchen sink, which makes no sense, to, to tell the story. He had a refrigerator crushed on him and made it back... To the ring, to the arena, before Bray Wyatt gets there. Bray Wyatt took Orton's limo. Orton had no transportation back to the ring. Unless he called an Uber. Or unless he planned to have a separate vehicle come and pick him up. I, I'd buy the Uber driver new short. <laughs> that, I actually, That's, I'm fine with him being there. But <laughs> and it's like, dude, you got to get me there before Bray Wyatt gets to that ring. Because I got something special planned. He no-sold a refrigerator being dropped on him after Cole and Graves and, and Booker T made it seem like, oh my God, we need to get medical over there and see if he's okay. okay we this, don't even know where this house is. I disagree because to me, I was like, come on. Even if you punch me in the face a whole bunch, Daniel, I could get out from underneath the refrigerator if you put it on top of me. Sure. But they make, they're making it seem like it went splat on top of him. Even if I, especially if I had Randy Orton muscles, I could definitely get off underneath the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you can wiggle your way out. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And if there's nothing in the refrigerator, I'm sure it's not as devastating as it Did, looks. <laughs> the lighting inside the house. I hated the lighting. I fucking hated the lighting. It made it look like they had, like, soot all over their skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they were, like, a bluish, oh, like, Yeah, they added a filter, too. Yeah. As well. That was weird, right? Yeah. The fact that they showed... Okay. They needed more dirty dishes in that sink. Like your... Like your, your and who put that more. pin there on the counter in the kitchen? There's just a random pin, like a click pin. There's a random pin just sitting on the counter. It has no purpose. No one used it. That's the horror. You'll never know. Yeah. That's the that's the true horror. That, that pin had no ink. Um, and there's thunder outside of our studio right now. There is. Express, expressing the horror of this match. I thought the rain was done. I'm going to be pissed if it rains tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to suck. But, yeah, okay, so camera angles and continuity, you know, are one of my big issues. So they're filming Orton standing in the hallway, in the doorway of one room. 
there, from one camera angle, there's a strobe light hitting the back of Randy Orton. Then we go to a camera angle of the back of Randy Orton, and there's no strobe light. It's a blue light on his back. Like, dude, if you're going to do it, have continuity. Like, that's all, that's all I ask. Because I notice those things. I'm sure someone else notices those things. And it probably drives them just as wild as, I, as it does me. I just don't like the fact... <laughs> I, I would have preferred that Orton was the one who dumped the fridge, got in the limo, since it's his limo. He, got, he drove there. Yeah, Bray has spooky powers. He could have teleported Exactly. There. Lights go out. Orton's in the ring going, hey, where's where's Wyatt? Lights go out. Reappears. He's in the ring. Oh, shit. Yeah, then how do you set up the gender stuff? You can still have that happen. They still appeared. That's true. That's true. And and another thing that, that makes me upset about this match, I'm glad that Bray Wyatt finally got a pay-per-view win. This is really a win. This doesn't exactly. Like a win. That's another thing. This win was so freaking weak because it took a refrigerator crashing on Randy Orton, the Singh brothers, and Jinder Mahal all getting involved for Bray to get a victory. I'm sort of fine with Jinder and the Singh brothers getting involved. I just yeah. I mean, it portrays to like their, so it their did, feud. It didn't feel like a match, so it didn't feel like a win. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. that sense, that like so much weird stuff happened, it didn't feel like a match that he won. It just like. A fight that like got broken up and that yeah, and the crowd didn't care about this match either. Who could care? Because once they went, once Bray got into the the limo and was singing the whole world in his hands, and they drove off to end the scene. They go to the the commentary team, and you could just hear the crowd just booing the hell out of it. Like, what the crap was that? Whose ever idea that was? It's I don't I wonder why they decided to go with Bray rides the limo back. Like, they, they the fact that he goes, Mr. Limo Driver, get me back to the arena. He's I mean, got the whole anything. If you're going to show me Bray going back to the arena in the limo, you at least got to show me like him reading like the snack bar and the fucking thing or whatever. Yes. Like, or Teddy Long being the driver. Or something, man. Yeah. I don't know. Holla, holla. Like, that would have added at least a little bit of humor. Had he been like, Mr. Limo Driver, get me to the arena. And Teddy Long is the driver. Like, oh, now we know what he's been up to since he's no longer the general manager of SmackDown. Yeah, he's a limo driver. I don't know what, what could have saved this. I don't know. There's no, there no saving this. I don't. I mean, I, I, I didn't It could have been it. better shot. It yeah. could have been better scripted. It could have been many things that it was not. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't recall seeing anyone who was happy with this. No. Like... I'm even curious if the people backstage, like, who were watching this being taken place, if if they kind of went around and go, yeah, that was good. I can't. Like, are they proud of that? Or are they kind of like, what did we, we just We thought do? it would be better. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. So bad. So I, bad. It, it really wasn't even because it was, like, silly, but I can... Or wacky, I guess is a better term than silly, but and I guess I it, can handle some wackiness. I just like yeah. would like better thought out wackiness. Whoa, electricity! Are yeah. we still recording? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, wondering why we just stopped it, we just had a, a power surge. Luckily, we have a generator, so we're good no matter what. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, let me just make sure we're still on the air. Yeah, okay, we're good. Yeah, okay. we're fine. All right. We're fine. Um, 
But yeah, what was I saying? Uh, we should probably just move on. We're, yeah, I don't know what else. This was to, this was bad. Not fun. This was bad. Yeah, it sucked. Interesting fact: If you're interested in purchasing that house, it's being sold as is for thirty six thousand dollars. How do people find that? That's what I want to know. Like, well, I mean, Google Maps or well, I mean, not Google Maps. Uh, what do you? Well, rumors came out uh, prior to the pay per view taking place, saying, "Oh, they they shot this in advance in Kansas City." Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing people went to Zillow, which is where you can find most houses for sale. And once they saw like the house number, because as Bray Wyatt's walking out, you can see the, that's the, true, the that's number. True. So you could just do the, the the numbers and then put house for sale in in this area, and boom, there it is. Yeah, that's so, true. Computers, that's, man, internet. I know, man. that internet, man. It's scary. Um, so if you're interested in purchasing it, $36,000 as is, you can keep it and preserve it and... I might buy just for that. Yeah, just for the lulls. And we'll shoot our own House of Horrors match and make it better. Show you how it's done. That's right. Um, and that takes us into Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. What do you think about this? I thought it was kind of boring. Really? I, yeah. Rollins just isn't doing it for me lately. I don't know what the problem is. Mm. Now, was it was it the match itself that wasn't doing it, or was it simply... Seth Rollins just not doing uh, it. Well, Seth Rollins isn't really doing it for me in general, but I didn't like the match either. I just thought that match was kind of boring. Okay. I don't know. I know Seth Rollins was still favoring the knee. They're they're highly playing into that. Yeah, but um, when he but he he shrugs off his shell his sell his shelling God his <laughs> selling to do like I don't like that he does like multiple two pays. I just said shelling and toupees. <laughs> I meant selling and topes. <laughs> Tope suicida. When he does like, you know, when he does his like double tope where he like runs, yeah, does it. He's like, I oh, fuck it, I'm gonna do it again. Like, I didn't knock you down. <sighs> when he shrugs off the selling for that stuff, I I don't know. And like also like the psychology of, and I know people are just gonna say adrenaline and okay, fine, whatever. But whatever adrenaline he. Rush. Whenever he was gonna do the 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 power bomb off the turnbuckle, oh yeah, he must have been time. going for the buckle bomb. No, well, no, the well, he had he was lifting him off the turnbuckle, not oh, yeah. not into it. His his knee held fine. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I got it backwards. I got it backwards. Wait, well, how did the spot go now? Well, I remember one of the spots where Rollins was trying to pick him up as if to do either a power bomb or the buckle bomb mm-hmm. and his leg did give out and he ended up dropping Joe. There was something weird like um the power bomb where he shouldn't have had problems that he had problems. Hmm. But oh, what it was was like his he was trying to give him the bomb off of the off of the top of the apron out of the corner. His leg bu- buckles then whenever he wasn't. He didn't necessarily need to put pressure on it, but then he sort of like deadlift falcon arrowism, and his knee just holds up fine immediately after. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I, I guess people are going to say adrenaline is the mm. the easiest. that warrior's mentality. He's pushing through the pain. Yeah, I guess fighting spirit. Roman Reigns did a much better job of selling than Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this match. Cause this match fucking ruled. Yeah, it was brutal. That match was perfect. <laughs> perfect. I did. I did see an article. Um, 
after the matchup, talking about this particular match, uh, discussing a little boy who was in attendance. And I went back and saw like part of the match at the end, mm-hmm. and I saw the little boy that they were referring to. And it was, you know, it was why are we still booing Roman Reigns and you know all that. And this is the part that I was saying at the at the beginning of the show where I had an issue with the fans and they were chanting "You deserve it" for the punishment that Roman Reigns took. Mm-hmm. That's the issue that I have. Um, and the article that I read, which was really well written, I'll have to see if I can find it and post it on the podcast page. But basically, well, do you know where you read it? So at least think of that. No. And that's the thing. Like I read it and I was like, oh, that was really good. And, you know, went nowhere after that. Uh, but there was a little boy and his dad front row just off to the side. And every time Roman Reigns got some offense in, the little boy's cheering. Mm-hmm. And then once Braun starts getting offense, he kind of like cowers away, puts his hands over his eyes. And like the article was talking about that mentality of being a child and having that superhero and you want him to succeed and, and all that. Meanwhile, they're fans sitting next to you going, you deserve it for, you know, coughing up blood and having stairs thrown on top of you and, and all that. So it's kind of just like, okay, I get it. You don't, you're not particularly fond of Roman Reigns, but you know, I don't know. And that's going to, that's always going to bring back the, well, I paid my money. I can do, I can change, say whatever. Yeah, I mean, technically you can. And And I'm sort of like, I always say I'm sort of like done like policing other people's fandoms and I yeah. and I really am but like the the there's like a growing divide between people who are going to get, who are going to wrestling shows to watch wrestling and there's like a growing divide between those type of fans and fans that are there to like be seen and be heard and mm-hmm. like get validation from other people in the crowd which is yeah. not something I identify with it's not something I like or appreciate out of other fans it's not something that i think it's cool i just like you know it's just it's like a different type of fan and yeah I, technically you're allowed to to be that type of fan it's just yeah not something that i identify with and it's not and it's not someone i can and, and it's not like opinions i would respect like I, I wouldn't i don't respect the what those people think about wrestling because we come from such a different place about mm-hmm. what we're looking for out of wrestling that nothing that I think that those people. I think that those people think so little about why they want the things they want or enjoy the things they enjoy about pro wrestling that I don't even respect. I respect them as people and their right to do what they want to do, but I don't respect their opinion in any mm-hmm. way. And I don't. I don't. I don't think it's valid or it's just they're so far removed from who and what I want that I just I don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. But let's talk about this match because it was per- I, perfection. Yeah, Braun was on point. Roman was on point. Like I said, he Roman did a superior job of selling the injuries. Not, not just okay. Not just his selling. Not just like actual physical selling, but his facial selling mm-hmm. as far as like communicating, like the pain that he was in was superb. And I like that he came out. He's like. Yeah, like I like that he came out pissed off and like I'm banged up, but I'm here and I'm throwing hands. Like I gotta get I gotta get the upper advantage right off the bat, or I've got no right chance. Yeah, Whew, and Braun was awesome and just has like a big dude throwing fucking throwing <laughs> him around, dude. Whenever he went for the drive by on the apron and Braun just picked him up like a little kid and set him down, and was like fuck you, and he like threw him <laughs> through the thing. I was like, that's a that's a big man. Yeah, that's a hard throw. Yeah. I was like, I'm What's curious. I have to look it up, but I'm curious as to how tall Braun Strowman really is. He's pretty tall, right? 
Yeah, he's, he's probably, taller than Brock. He's taller than Taker, right? He dwarfs everyone. Huh? I mean, he he makes everyone like seem a lot smaller. According than to the internet, take it for what you will. He's six foot eight. It's pretty tall. Yeah. What is that? WWE.com. Nah, that's it, just Google. They probably work his height. They're probably like he's seven foot or something. Maybe. Or they probably say he's near seven feet. Right. Because Big Show's seven foot, and we've seen them. Is know, Big Show taller? Big Show is taller. Okay. Big Show is a legit seven foot. Okay. Um, Big Cass is 6'10", and I can attest to that because uh, I got to meet him in Houston, and he's not seven feet tall. Um, although it's easier to say he's seven foot tall as opposed to he's six foot ten. Right. It just rolls off the tongue a little easier. Nia Jack's actually six feet tall. That's tall for a woman. Huh? It is. Uh, Kelsey is, uh, she's fairly tall for uh, for a lady. She's like 5'10", mm-hmm. somewhere around 5'10", 5'11". She's pretty tall, which is cool. How when Nia's standing next to like Alexa, it's <laughs> <Yes>. like, <sighs> she looks like a little child next mm-hmm. to her. Five feet of fury. Um, so yeah, the match was, was great. Um, the fact that it took two of the running power slams to help put over the fact that, you know, Roman's a tough competitor. He's going to keep fighting until he can anymore. Even whenever he's banged up and the and the announcers did a fine job of putting over the fact, oh, but he wasn't 100%, you right. know, and, and then they even said, can you imagine, even if he is at 100%, would that be enough to stop Braun Strowman? So both guys ended up getting put over. Um, both guys ended up coming to looking away, <clears throat> looking really good. Um, See, this is the type of thing where I don't understand how you can be a fan who's interested in professional wrestling and like at a wrestling show to see quality professional wrestling and like walk away from that match and not have an appreciation for like Roman as a performer. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not saying he has to be your favorite like wrestler or anything, but he's not my favorite wrestler or anything like that. But like, I think he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. I mean, he works, he works WWE main event style mm-hmm. and that is babyface under underdog selling. And it, He's done a fine job. He's put on solid matches. He's put on really good matches for a long time now. Um, I thought that I literally, I'm not trying, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say I thought that the match was perfect. I literally thought the match was perfect in that for the story they were telling in mm. this scenario, the type of match that they had, it was like the perfect version of that. Yeah. Like for a match where Braun's going to win because he fucking wrecked Roman's shot before Roman's coming in hurt. Like if you take all the, all of the build up to it, all the little things, the match, all itself. the all the story beats that make this story, this was the perfect payoff to those things. Even the production video before the match was on point, where they they harped back to the Royal Rumble and be like, you know, I want competition, and I'm gonna take my frustrations out on Roman Reigns. Then he ends up losing and says, dude, you got lucky. You know, you're no you're no match for me. You just got lucky. It's sort of easy to forget that the thing that set Braun off on his sort of like shit storm of terror was like losing to Roman in the first place. You mm-hmm. forget that about the, yeah. the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Like he started like fucking everybody up all the time because he was mad that he lost to Roman. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, right now, Braun Strowman is my favorite person to watch on any of the WWE program. It's a toss up for me between Roman and Braun. Like I like Braun, yeah. I like Braun and Roman. They're. I like that they kept them off Raw because it sort of sells the 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 collision that they had, like mm-hmm. that 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 
like a really just nasty match that they had. I like that they kept him off to sort of sell that. Yeah. But I tell you, like watching Raw is a bummer not seeing Braun Roman on there. It felt like a and that's boy. and that's one of the things. Like I know during the Raw talk or whatever afterwards, they had uh, a part where Roman was being brought to the ambulance and Braun tried to attack. Uh, tried to attack. Right. And Roman ducked out of the way, and you know there was a. Uh, an attack from from Roman, right. which chased Braun Strowman off. On Raw, Kurt Angle came out and said, "Okay, Roman Reigns going to be out. He re-injured his ribs." Braun well, they, did the, they did the internal bleeding stuff. Yes. They said he has like internal injuries. Yeah, and he you know was coughing up blood and all that. But the thing that got me concerned was that he said Braun Strowman suffered a rotator cuff injury. Yeah. I heard so, uh, whether I, that's legit or not. I don't. I I think it's a work. I think it's just a. I think it was like in his the way to in the tussle, him. like after whenever he he slammed his shoulder in the door a bunch, you know. So I think it's just a work injury to keep him okay. off TV for a little bit. Because honestly, where do they go from there? Where do, what do you do with Braun right now? Right after this, yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. I don't even know the answer. I don't even know what because is he going to face Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> um, no, I don't think I don't think Braun's back till like July. I I would I could see them doing Braun, uh, Lesnar at like SummerSlam or something. Mm. I think that's probably where you do it if you're gonna do it. But uh, there's also, mm. I believe that we're gonna get a Rollins and a Balor match out of yeah. out of uh, Lesnar as well. So. Hmm. Even they, they sort of paired those guys off, but they sort of made it known that those were matches that they're going to do because yeah. they both sort of called them out. I did like that on Raw, where you know they they showed importance to the Intercontinental Title, but they also said, "Hey, here's here's my big focus. Like, yeah, I'll put some focus on the Intercontinental Title, but in the end, Rollins wants the Beast. Balor said, "Hey, get in line because I never lost my Universal Title, and I don't care if I have to fight Brock Lesnar. I want my title back." And I like that brought that Dean was like that motherfucker. He's never, not even here. He never shows his face. I'm the top guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the I'm the champ. You know. Yeah, like Raw was Raw was on point. I thought it was fine. I I don't I didn't think that it was exceptionally well. In, in fact, I was bummed that there was no Reigns and no well, Strowman, even though yeah. I know why they did it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess just to wrap up, like I think there I think the Strowman things will work. I, I don't think he really because. Yeah way to keep him off for a little bit rotator cuff is like a, a significant injury that's like months and months yeah I think, right? yeah i like that match is really fucking good I, we're sort of like trailing off from it but i i really want to drive home like how excellent i thought that match mm-hmm. was uh i don't i don't see how you could not have thought that match was really good i don't yeah. know unless you're just like a, a diehard fan who was upset that Roman lost. You're like, well, that match sucked because Roman lost. Uh, I think even then you have to be like, that was just a good ass match. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what people are well, looking I mean, for. You know how some fans will, no matter what the outcome is, oh, that it didn't go the way yeah. I wanted, so it sucked. Yeah, I'm not, I'm no longer interested in like trying to figure out, like, okay, <laughs> like I don't get anything out of the fans that aren't interested in actually watching professional wrestling and just are there to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I get out of those fans is like the same thing that I get out of people who have like opposing political views than me. It's like, I look at them and be like, yeah, you sound crazy that I, I, I'm sure like am justified in feeling to me, (laughs) to me, you sound crazy, but I'm sure to you, I sound crazy. Not, not, I don't even take it that far. I'm just like, (laughs) if I'm like, you sound crazy. Yep. I bounced like what I believe off of you. And yep. 
I'm for sure I know that I believe what I believe because mm-hmm. you sound fucking crazy to me. <laughs> so, you know, that's how that's that's what all, the only thing that I can get out of those people. Yeah. So, anyways, but overall payback, it was it was enjoyable. It I was. It was. A, uh, I mean, definitely a thumbs up show. I thought there was more good than bad by a long shot. <laughs> but the bad, it was so bad. Yeah, but the bad was just so like. It was just like, um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. It's like, it was just so visible. The bad was just sort of like, it was such a train wreck. It was just, it was so weird bad. Yeah. Part of me like understands how people's takeaway from the whole show would be house of horrors. Mm -hmm. I can, I understand if people walk around, that's like the lasting impression that they have. That's the bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. But. I think there's more good in the bad on the show. See, it's one of those things. You go back and you watch when Matt Hardy introduced the broken Matt character, mm-hmm. and we were all going, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is this crap? Like, he is he is throwing away his career. Like, everything that he had built up over the years, he just threw it away. But upon watching it a few more times, we're like, okay, I can get it. Like, it's so bad, it's good, it's cheesy. Oh, wow, this is actually pretty enjoyable. Oh, it's really good. And you know, uh, I think like there are. I think even though you weren't sure how intentional, how intentionally bad or accidentally bad it was initially, mm-hmm. I think there's still like a level of intrigue that, that was there for that that just is not there for something like House 4. That's what I was building to. Like, right. Eventually, it won the crowd over. This was just crap. The House right. of Horrors was just crap. Right. So, whoever, whoever came up with that idea, I'm sure in your mind it sounded okay. But, man, played out, it was bad. I don't. I don't fault them for trying like something like this. Yeah, I mean, you got to give them credit. They they tried something different. It just happened not to work, which it happens. Yeah. Try stuff and it doesn't work. Try something else later on. They're, I mean, I like I like pro wrestling, so I yeah. I, I can. You're not going to tune out because of that one match. I can handle like wacky shit. You know. I mean, there's been a ton of wacky. Is shit. Is that going to be in WWE 2K18? I'm sure Tyler wants to know that. Will you start in some random house? And the first person to reach the limo goes back to the arena. There's got to be like a little picture in picture that shows the other guy like trying yeah. to get back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You do the, what is it, where you, the hot sequence, where you uh, press the buttons at, at the timed moment to push uh, like, the refrigerator off of you. Like quick time event. Like- yeah, there you go, quick time. That's what I was thinking. And if not, then then the refrigerator crushes you even more. You lose some of your health. But if you get back to the arena before the person in their limo, you get three stored finishers for an OMG moment. I think Tyler would be behind that. Um, so, yeah, we've already covered quite a bit of Raw. Uh, there was a, a eight per, eight women's tag match. I like the match. Yeah. Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Emma, and Alicia Fox defeating Bailey, Sasha Banks, Dana Brooke, and Mickey James. Man, Dana Brooke just feels so out of place in there. I thought when they paired them off, I was like, oh, really? You're going to go right back to Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox? Did you guys <laughs> learn nothing? Right. <sighs> Why don't you s- split those two up and pair them up with different opponents? Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just bad. Um, 
I was kind of shocked that Alicia, uh, or I'm sorry, Alexa Bliss ended up getting the win because normally they have the champion lose right away. And I don't think we're I don't think we're getting a Bailey rematch. I think this was the end of the thing. Hmm. I think we're going to to Sasha next. Yeah, from just from where they sort of set up. Like, I won't be surprised if we get a Raw rematch, and that'll just be the end she of it. She pinned Bailey to win that match, though. Sure. I don't think we're getting. Oh. I don't oh. think we're going back to it. I think they're going straight to. I mean, we'll see. We'll see you at Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, Luke Gallows defeats Enzo. Whatever. Nothing Nothing for that. Um, we already talked about the Rollins, Balor, Ambrose, and Miz segment. Thought it was on point. Did a solid job. They booked you know, the uh, the main event through Mick Foley. Or I'm sorry, Mick Foley giving Dean Ambrose Kurt Angle's phone number, which was weird. Um and I read a comment that was like, I was half expecting Kurt Angle at some point to come out and say, I never agreed to this match. What are y'all doing? But they did not go that route. Um, had some cruiserweight action. Akira Tazawa, which Rich Swan, excuse me, Jack Gallagher going up against Tony East, Noam Dar, and Brian Kendrick. I thought this match was a lot of fun. I was disappointed in the crowd because they were more concerned about a beach ball. So. Wait, I don't remember that. They had a beach ball again? Yeah. Or was it, it was during one of the matches and the crowd started booing all of a sudden. I think, it, no, I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. It was Apollo Crews versus Heath Slater when, okay. the, when the beach ball appeared. Yeah. Gotcha. So. They all came out with their umbrellas and solidarity. Yeah. So that match was pretty fun. Um, anything to really take away from it? No. Um, we already talked about Cesaro and Sheamus explaining that they are the bar. Um, Apollo Crews defeats Heath Slater, which gives Apollo Crews his second win in a row. Titus Brand starting to come together. Represent. That's right. Um, we talked about Kurt Angle announcing that Roman injured his ribs. Braun suffered a rotator cuff. What do you think about Bray Wyatt coming out and talking to Kurt Angle? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? As usual. I mean, you know, um, as long as you let me do what I want. Oh, well, he did the whole thing. This where is he's, my world. He did the thing where he's like, "I'm gonna do some shit, and you're not gonna like it." And Angle so you was better like, let me do it. Angle was like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but this is my <laughs> show." <laughs> Look, you can you can use all the paraphrasing and hidden meanings you want. This is still my show. Kurt Angle was the stand-in for the audience, where everyone was collectively saying, "Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about," but. <laughs> Tyler just messaged me, and apparently he evolved his Magikarp into a Gyarados. So, for those of you who play Pokemon Go, there you go. Little is that ape. impressive? Yes, it takes a long time to do that. Uh, let's see. Austin Aries goes up against TJ Perkins because TJ Perkins, who's now going to be simply known as TJP, um, you know, he has to do the dirty work for for Neville because they have an Austin Aries problem. Yep. So well, it's sort of at least a, there was the logic. He's behind sort of it. dangling a title shot over his head, like mm-hmm. if he helps if he does what he says. If Austin Aries isn't there to be number one contender, maybe that'll go to you. I like. T- I think TJP is a lot better as like a he's showing a lot more aggression, which is good. Well, I think he. I think character wise, he's better at being a prick than a good guy. Mm. He just seems more natural, like an asshole. Maybe he's just naturally an asshole. I think he's. I think he might be. <laughs> Uh, main event time, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Miz. Triple threat match to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. This match was fun. 
Uh, I enjoyed this match. I love the fact that the crowd was into it. I love the fact that the commentary was into it. Um, I chuckled at the fact that Michael Cole tried to drive home. This is what Monday Night Raw is all about. Like, this is a one good match that they are having on a three-hour program that I don't remember the last time y'all had a really solid match like this. So the fact that you're coming out going, this is what Monday Night Raw is all about, that makes me believe this is the level of of entertainment that you have come to expect from us that we are just now delivering. Oh, we we have to talk about Truth and Gold Dust asking Kurt Angle for a title <laughs> shot. Yeah. They tried. Bless their hearts. Well, I just love that he was like, I, I've, I'm aware of your win-loss record. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, guys, it's not looking good for you. I'm sorry. You got to gotta get a couple wins here or there. Get, yeah. get a I few of those was, W's. I thought it was awesome that they were like, he's like, no, man, I know your record. <laughs> You're not getting you can't just come up and ask. Like Some people, yes, because they've won Well, they were on matches. the pay-per-view. They were like, we're glad you're back. We really want to fight you for the titles. And they were like, okay, whatever, cool. <laughs> they're like, apparently just go, went up and asked for a title shot. Hey, that's all you got to do sometimes. Sometimes you don't even have to ask the GM. You just make the match, and yes, it happens. Sir. And then Stephanie McMahon tells you you can't do that so that when someone else comes then later that night and makes the match, it happens. Yo. Poor Sami Zayn. He's never going to get ahead if he keeps making matches. Um, anyways, the match concludes when uh, Samoa Joe attacks Seth Rollins. Bray Wyatt attacks Finn Balor. Miz gets the pin. They paired them off into their feeds. Yes. Very well done. See how you do that? You have three storylines right from that one match. You got Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. You got Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. You got Miz versus Dean Ambrose. Right there. One match, three storylines. They're good to go for Balls of Fire. So weird. Why do they call it Balls of Fire? I told you. I told you. Yeah, I've crushed leaves. I connected the dots. Go back to the beginning of the show. I connected the dots. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, that takes That's over. That's as good of an explanation as it you're going to get. It was. I mean, logic makes no sense for sure. That's some fucking journalism right there. You go yeah. find somewhere else on the <laughs> on the, on the internet that someone went through all those hoops to to explain to you why Great Balls of Fire is, is going to be. <laughs> you find another podcast out there in, in the world and uh, and see if they can analyze Great Balls of Fire like we just did. Like Doug did. I don't want to take any credit from that. We connected those dots. That's right. Connect the damn dots. Uh, SmackDown. Shane McMahon comes out. Welcome Chris Jericho. AJ Styles comes out. This is the house that Styles built. Kevin Owens comes out. I'm the new face of America, and I'm getting my title back. Ta-da. Jinder Mahal goes up against Sami Zayn. Showcase match for Mahal. Yeah. Just getting over his offense and letting you get used to seeing him win a match. (laughs) Sad that it happened to, to Sami Zayn, but, you know. He's not exactly on a roll or anything. No. I'm wait- and he's, he has some name value to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And he's popular with the crowd, so yeah, yeah, they'll still love the him. Heat. A lovable loser. And- More reason to be junior that he beats someone they like. Yeah. Um, saw Aiden English asking for the spotlight. Yeah, that, that gimmick does not... Doesn't translate. Uh, I mean, people may like that, but... I hate musicals. Spotlight, please. That that gimmick just just not appeal to oh, me. Oh, dog! Doesn't appeal to me. Why don't you like Aiden English? I don't like mu- 
musicals. I don't like <laughs> opera. Vibrato and all yeah, that. Yeah. Not into it. I don't think they asked. I don't think he can sing. He can't really sing. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. He's not really a good singer. Just because you can do vibrato doesn't just, mean you should do vibrato. Just because you can vibrate your voice. <laughs> Certain people can sing. Certain people do sing that shouldn't. I think Aiden English is one of the people who shouldn't. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Maybe he actually is a good singer, but I'm not hearing it. I don't get it. Even for that, like, for the type of singing he's doing that doesn't appeal to me, it doesn't sound like well done singing. It's not. I can tell you that right off. You're the bat. a choir guy, right? Yeah. Then just say he sucks. You, he you're, sucks. You're informed, right? Yeah. My opinion is just like, eh, yeah. that doesn't meet my taste requirements. But you, you, you have the the foundation to I, say he sucks. I know what to listen for. And he sucks. Yeah, yeah he sucks. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I had a hunch. I couldn't <laughs> confirm. <laughs> so he has a matchup. You're a voice guy. You. This is a call you yeah. can make. Yeah. Uh, so he has a matchup against. In English, Ty you suck. Bellinger. Confirmed. <laughs> da, da, da. You suck. Sorry. Uh, Ty Dillinger gets the win. Aiden English has a has a unhappy moment. Sheds a few tears of sadness. I'm fine if, he, if this is his gimmick and he's only a job guy. Mm. If they try to do something with him, it just doesn't appeal to me. Well, he did talk to Chris Jericho backstage and end up getting put on the list, which caused him to shed a few more tears. Yep. So there's that. Um, Backstage, the welcoming committee. Also, he calls Renee Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. not, I'm undecided if I like that or not. <laughs> Did you see the thing where Tom Phillips and the guy, the other guy at the same time? I didn't watch it, but I heard about okay, it. Yeah. Where he's like, Tom, or... I don't know. I can't remember the other guy's Mark name. Tom and Tom Mark or something like that. Or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, the welcoming committee attacked Charlotte backstage. Did you think Renee's hair looked weird? It's a, it's oh. extensions. It's, it's not her real hair, right? I would probably think it's extensions. <sighs> I saw a picture of her... With straightened hair, mm-hmm. couldn't recognize her. Really, she like didn't... I like I saw it and I was like, "Who is this?" And it was then in, in the title it said Renee Young. I'm like, "What?" Because she always has it like curled right. or fixed up or wavy or however she has it, and she always looks really good. But like straight, I think hair? she's stylish. But I but <clears throat> something about her hair, I was like, made me think she was not stylish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get know. it together, Ronnie. But I don't know. <laughs> You testing it out, seeing if you like it. Yeah, I don't know if I like it or not. But yeah, Renee Young with straight hair. It looks so weird. Um see if I can find a picture or not. Like there she looks normal. That's I don't know. Anywho. Um that led into a tag match, Carmella and Natalia going up against Naomi, what was supposed to be Charlotte, but Charlotte was nowhere to be seen. So it ended up being a two on one handicap match. Until later on when Charlotte does come out and um, um, they end up, you know, the good the good girls end up losing. The welcoming committee uh, attacked. The fans chanting, Becky, we want Becky. And Becky Lynch comes out, stands in between the welcoming committee and Charlotte and Naomi. Shakes their hands. Says, yeah, thanks, thanks. Happy to be part of the team. Comes up to James Ellsworth, who's looking for a hug, and I guess that was her breaking point. She's yes. like, I can't, I can't be part of this group if James Ellsworth's involved. Well, I thought she was putting up a front. Oh, of course, I thought. 
But for, you know, logic point, like, right. I can't stand the guy, so I'm out. Um, Got a punk Ellsworth. Of course. Yeah. It's a must. So she threw James Ellsworth into... Tamina. Tamina. Almost said Nijax. Um, and ends up getting beat down in the end. So the welcoming committee. I'm, I'm curious if they're going to keep that name. I mean, they were trying to drive it on SmackDown. But will they keep up with it? We'll see, I guess. Uh, after that, we saw Dolph Ziggler go up against Sin Cara. What do you think about Sin Cara's uh, new gear? It's very, like, very lucha. Like, they have those, um, like, skin tight. What's, uh, I guess they're, like, compression shirts. I don't know. Yeah. Sort of, like, painted Skin on. suit yeah. kind of thing. Like the green man. I didn't think his was particularly cool, but I've seen cool ones before. Yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler naturally gets the win. Then we saw a uh, a little video clip, the Fashion Files, with Brizongo. I liked it, but I could see how they could run this into the ground pretty. Absolutely, quickly. it was a it was a good one one hit wonder. But I can see them doing like six weeks of it, and yeah. by the end of it, going, "All I'm right, I'm this. I'm sick of this." I like that they did the the Law and Order theme. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, I like that they did the the the. The Wii U with their mouse. I thought that was cool. I like that they did like some cop shit. I, again, They're twins. <gasps> Identity theft. I liked it, but I could see how this could get old very quickly. Mm-hmm. They have to. There's a thin line. That they got to temper have to this. Yeah. You know, but at least they're getting character development. Yeah, they should. Like, they're contenders. They got to do something with them. Yeah. I mean, they teamed them up as Brizongo. Then all of a sudden they come out wearing cop gear and. The announcers say, oh, they're the fashion police. But we never really got anything from that. Right. It was just, oh, okay, they're fashion police handing out tickets now, I guess. But now we're actually getting some character into it. So it works. Um, they should try They should try different cop spoofs every week. Because I think, I think in particular, if they do the the same like thing every week like mm-hmm. with the same like law and order theme and so i think that would and there's enough of material out there it's that gonna get can. old faster but if they like do like different cops boosts every week like a different show or a different movie or whatever i can see that prolonging like you can do lethal weapon but it'd be lethal wardrobe or something yeah i mean i mean that okay. writes itself you just came up with that off the dome you boom know. next week i swear to god if there is a lethal wardrobe on smackdown live I'm calling somebody over at WWE and demanding some money. I'm not going to get that money, but I'll take a trip to that uh, that awesome closet that they have. JTG was talking about in our interview way back when. I wouldn't mind going to that. I wouldn't even. Um, main event time, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, United States title on the line. Ever, foregone conclusion, everybody knew this is what was happening. Yeah. Kevin Owens defeats Chris Jericho to regain the United States champion, become the face of America once more. About half the match, I was trying to figure out that, you know, he has goat on the back of his tights. Yeah. I was like, does it say Fozzie this week? Is he like basically <laughs> saying I'm out of here? Hey, guess where I'm going to be next week? Hey, don't forget to see me on. Yeah. They did a fine job of, of selling it. Uh, the DDT on the outside, the unprotected area. Um, it was, it was well done. And then the power bomb and, yeah, you know, the attack afterwards with the chair. So I mean, they they really sold it. And then even on two hundred five live, um, you know, they cut in to two hundred five live, and they're still helping Jericho uh, get up. So you know, they sold they sold it 
really well. So it looks like Jericho is going to be taking some time off touring with Fozzie finally. Um, and I'm sure he'll come back as part of the SmackDown roster. And there you go. Uh, anything to really take away from the matchup itself? Not really. Enjoyable. It was fine. I like the the payback match better, but okay. Um, and that takes us into hot topics. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but Sean Waltman, aka X Pac, uh, no showed an event. Um, there was a bit of concern as to his whereabouts, as no one had heard from him. Right. Turns out he was arrested. Uh, so obviously he's un- unavailable to make phone calls and or return phone calls, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he was attempting to carry meth and marijuana through customs at the airport. That's a no-no. <sighs> Meth's bad stuff, man. Yeah. Stay away from that meth. Yeah. Smoke all the pie you want, Sean, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, leave the meth alone. That's or serious. Or at least leave it home. Leave it at home. Don't try and bring it through an airport. Yeah, maybe maybe just don't do the meth maybe, at all. Yeah. <sighs> meth, not, not the wisest decision. Meth's bad shit, dude. Mm-hmm. So. I literally had a friend from high school die of overdosing on meth. Wow. Meth is really bad, Sean. Like, leave that shit alone. Please. Stick with the pot, brother. Stick with the pot. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure Val Venus will hook you up. Uh, although I'm sure he's got his own guy. Um, so that happened over the week. Uh, Adam Cole, uh, Ring of Honor, his contract has officially expired. So that makes him a free agent. He can go where he wants, when he wants, I guess. So it leads the question, where is he going next? NXT, but he's going to wait 90 days before he goes. Yeah. That's my guess. They're afraid to touch. There was like some weird issue with um, they were afraid of getting accused or they were accused of like contract tampering and now they don't want to touch guys coming out of Ring of Honor for Mm. a specified amount of time. That's why Kyle O'Reilly was supposed to go to NXT and they were afraid to touch him and they were like, hey, you got to let the heat cool down and like Mm. go do whatever. And that's why he sort of did like lesser known indies and sort of took a little bit of a break and he sort of resurfaced. Recharge and- He's resurfaced back in Evolve, but it seems like you know weird. Like, are they gonna? Hmm. Are they still interested? What's what's the deal? But yeah. uh, apparently, they don't want to touch guys coming off a Ring of Honor contracts for ninety days, which is weird because you figure that once the contract was expired, I think. But they argue that the contract tampering is that you were talking to them and negotiating before their current uh, contract was over. So. They like once the contract is over, then negotiations can begin. Right. Something along those you're not lines. supposed to negotiate while you're under contract. Whatever. I mean, those are the. I don't. Yeah. I don't necessarily understand like all the rules about that. I'm no lawyer, but <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I was about to say I'm not part of a legal team, so don't get me asking questions or. But that's just my understanding anything. of what it is. Okay. Uh, final bit of hot topic news that I have. I don't know if Doug has any, but uh, Billy Corgan. We only thought he was out of the wrestling game. Well, we knew from, he wanted. <laughs> we knew he wanted a wrestling company. Yeah, and uh, looks he was like well, he was willing to dish out some stupid money to get it. So <laughs> why not? Uh, he finalized a deal to purchase the National Wrestling Alliance, or is finalizing, or yeah, he's yeah. in the process yeah. of. of achieving I mean, that. Bruce Thorpe, who is the current owner, was bit like out there talking about it. So. Interesting. It's pretty new. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, the NWA doesn't mean today what it used to mean, mm-hmm. and it hasn't for a long time. It hasn't meant it. God, I can't remember the last time NWA meant what people remember it as, but 
we'll see what he does with it. Yeah. Best of luck to him. It's going to be a challenge. As with any company. I wonder if, like, he gets... I mean, I guess he gets to the library. Like, what happens to NWA Classics on Demand and all that stuff? Never... I think there is a lot of questioning as far as what's going to happen. So the footage yeah. in the library? Yeah. I, I assume if he buys it, he gets the footage. I mean... And will he be the sole owner of it? Or if he, or is he just getting a majority share? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm More sure details one, to follow, I'm sure. I'm sure once it's finalized, the specifics will start getting out there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do you have any uh, other topics that came up over the week? Nothing? No, man. I've been super busy. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. So if you have any questions for us, make sure to leave them on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, or our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and subscribe to our show on either iTunes, Stitcher, BeyondPod, Player.fm, Satchel, all those other ones. You can just do a search for Wrestling News Source Podcast on Google, and you'll find us all over the place. Uh, and if you do happen to subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, feel free to leave us a review. We would certainly appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel, and Tyler is at Tyler underscore Bear. There you go. So hopefully Tyler will be back next week unless he just doesn't come back from Disney World and uh, should be back at full strength next week. So that's going to do it for us. For the podcast crew, I'm Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Balls of fire.